Hello and welcome to I Am Broken. This is your host Robin and I want to say thank you for joining me. Before I get started, let's just have a quick word of prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, I come before you tonight just to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for the day, Father God. Thank you for just showing me your kingdom glory today. Now, Lord, I ask that you just show me your kingdom and glory through this episode tonight, Father God, that the Holy Spirit will take over, Father God, and become my voice, my words, Father God, and you will just use me. I'm a willing vessel, Father God, to adhere and obey to the direction and instruction. Give me wisdom and insight to give to your people and let me feed them correctly, Father God. I pray that the ears that they follow, this word falls on, that it will be life-changing, Father God. They will take it, Father God, and go and share it with someone, Father God. And Lord, I thank you that the blood covers each and every person that will tune in tonight, Father God, and that there will be no lack. It is in the summer. Son, is in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Oh, I got a little tongue twisted there. Tonight, I will be talking about counterfeit. Can you discern the real, the fake? I'm going to let y'all sit on that. It is my goal to share with you some insight, perspective, and information through my eyes and experiences by being relatable, transparent, and vulnerable. And it is my hope that through my sharing, it will help expand your knowledge and understanding to help you or someone you know get through. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be motivated and inspired. It has truly been, the last couple of weeks have been long weeks for me. Um, I was out of town the weekend before, and I was preparing for the podcast tonight. And, you know, when you just doing your research and you hear about, you hear different things and certain things come to mind, it just begins to, you know, kind of weigh on you, um, especially if you don't really get that much sleep. So. I'm, I might sound like I'm dragging a little bit, but I actually am not. I'm so excited about tonight. Um, it's the last day of the month. Um, and so I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, before I forget, the new time will be at seven and not six um, because I have to work until five o'clock and I have to go into the office. So that's the reason for the change, but I still believe that God is going to just show up and show out, and this is his time. So let's just jump right into this here. So of course, you know, counterfeit, you know, when you think about that, you think about something that is not real, right? But are you able to tell the difference between what's not, what's real and what isn't real? And I don't know if you, any of you are like me, but sometimes it's very difficult. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. So now, of course, you know, I'm the Google queen. I Google everything, right? So counterfeit, it's, it means made an exact imitation of something valuable or important with the intention to deceive or defraud. Okay. I just mentioned that's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is our counterfeit detective. And if we're following according to the Spirit or we're being led by the Spirit, we should be able to have the ability to discern a little bit more better, or shall I say navigate through things a little bit more easier than we would as if we were operating on our own strength and not his strength, right? So anyway, I thought that this was the most interesting thing because when I was Googling counterfeit, you know, of course, so many different things come up and most people um, like to correlate or relate counterfeit to money, you know, products, um, people sometimes, you know, relationships, you know, um, do you have the real one or do you have an imitation version? 
And, you know, sometimes people put up a good first impression of themselves. Have you fooled? Have you thinking that, you know, there's somebody that they're not? And then only once you get involved and you get a little bit deeper in, that's when you discover that they was a fraud. But anyway, so the thing that came, one of the first pictures that I saw was a counterfeit pen. Now, if you know anything about the pen, the pen reacts to starch contained in most paper sold around the world. Real U.S. currency paper does not contain starch. I didn't know that, but I'm not out here trying to make any money. But you have a lot of people who do. So if the bill is real, the ink turns yellow. But if it's fake, it will turn a dark blue or black. Wow. What if God and the Holy Spirit was our counterfeit pen? Wouldn't it be cool if we had a counterfeit pen to swipe on people and things? Our guide should always be the Holy Spirit and God's word. So what I just thought it would be kind of cool and interesting if we did have a pen that we could swipe on people. And it turned the color to let you know if it was real or fake. I know that's 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 my mind. That's where my thoughts go. Um, some of y'all may not even go there, but that's where my mind goes. Um, but it would be kind of interesting if we did. Right. So now the more valuable something is, the more likely it is, likely it is to be counterfeited. For example, Rolex watches. Gucci bags. Truthfully speaking, I know that they're very expensive items. And of course, there's a lot of knockoffs um, at a cheaper price. I don't know what it's like to own anything in that capacity to cost that much. So I'm not going to be checking I'm not going to be spending that kind of money on a purse, $10,000, $5,000. I'm sorry. I can do something else much more creative with that money than spend it on items and things that has no value. And God tells us not to store up our treasures on the earth. We're to store up our treasures in heaven. This stuff is temporary. You can't go to the grave with it. You know, but we would like to have that appearance of coming off as having something or being something that we're not. And truthfully speaking, honestly, you should just learn to just be and be yourself. Be unapologetically you, no matter what it is that you own. Um, the power in a counterfeit is that it deceives someone into wrongly believing that what they have is real, true, and valuable when in fact it is fake, false, and worthless. Which happens to be other words for the word counterfeit. Fake, copied, forged, imitation, replica, reproduce, falsify look alike so again and that could come in many different forms relationships how many of y'all have invested in people only to find out that they weren't really who you thought they were and a lot of times we think we are hearing god on this situation but it's really the enemy. Because see, God creates Satan counterfeits. There are angels. The counterfeit is the demons to the angels. The real is the kingdom. The fake, the world. Real, spirit-filled, demon-possessed. And sometimes we have made things and people idols. Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's all I'm going to say, mm-mm. God is not okay with that. It's, 
He's just not. And so if you're not allowing the spirit to lead you, oh, I dare not say who is. But but sometimes it ain't always the devil. Sometimes God is troubling the water a little bit. Why? Because we at times can be selfish, self-seeking. Our desires, we allow them to lead us and dictate the direction, what we do, how we do it, who we do it with. And that's a test that you will continuously fail if you put your treasure in what's temporal, earthly things, right? So now, deception separates us from the truth. The enemy's greatest weapon may look genuine and a mixture of some and some truth. So it may be a mixture of some genuine, something that's genuine and some truth. That's the greatest weapon that the enemy can use against us. He did the very same thing to Jesus. He tried to deceive him when he tested and tried to tempt him after he fasted 40 days. But how did God, how did Jesus counteract the devil? He counteracted the devil with the word. And the Bible says that if you resist the devil, he will flee. So you don't have to give into or succumb to your desires that you know, you know, especially if you've been praying about it. You know, a lot of times we pray about things and we think it's going to happen the very next day or it's going to happen instantly. And it's not like that. God doesn't work like that. You know, if it aligns with his will, then if it's in his will, that will be done. And we get this misconception about, you know, when we pray for things, you know, or we pray about situations. A lot of times God will not override what your desire is. You know, I was having the most interesting conversation with my nephew the other night and I had asked him, I wanted to pick his brain a little bit about what came to mind to him when I said the word counterfeit. And it was just interesting at some of his responses. Um, you know, a lot of times we think that even our kids or children today, they don't know nothing. That's not necessarily true because he gave me some very logical responses and he explained to me why he gave me those responses and so the conversation was very interesting you know but this was one of the things that I came across counterfeits can either cripple your walk with Christ or serve as a blessing the blessing is often found in the lesson learned so not everyone is meant for our good now we all have had to learn a lesson. Some of us are still learning, trying to get past the same lesson. I know I am on several things. And this past weekend, I had an opportunity to attend a women's conference on Saturday morning. And it was so amazing, y'all. So amazing. When I tell you God showed up and showed out, he showed up and he showed out. And then on Sunday, I went to the Hope Revival Tour from Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, and when I said that she spoke on, it kind of intertwined what I had heard the day before. So that just let me know that I was in the right place at the right time to get the right word, right? And a lot of times that could be the determining factor in you being able to determine if this is real or if this is fake. If it doesn't align with God's word for your life, it's not real. It's not real. Let me say that again. If it does not align with God's word for your life, it is not real. 
And the enemy know just what you like too. And it will come packaged just the way you need. I don't care if it's a new pair of shoes. I don't care if it's a new man, a new woman. I don't care what it is. When you are operating out of the will of the Lord, you leave a door open for the devil to come in and start playing. You give, you have given him access to play in your life, right? And it's not fun. Why? Because we're human. That's a, that's a natural, that's the way we were created. So quite naturally, the desires that have been placed in us, of course, the desires of our heart have been given to us from the Lord. And so it's not that he's trying to withhold anything from us. But we have to be smart about where we place that energy. So now time is one thing that you will you can give freely, but you can't get it back once you've given it. So now if you've invested your energy and your time into something or someone that really did not pan out. Now, keep in mind, you probably got plenty of warning signs prior to. A lot of times we just choose to ignore them. Because, again, especially if you've been waiting for a very long time, you, you start to operate on your own. And the one thing I shared with my nephew was, was that God is a gentleman. He will not override your will. So, and, and he will let us do, be, say, until we run out of ourselves. And what we end up doing is running right on back to him, where we should have been at in the first place. Let me keep on moving. <coughs> Excuse me. We need be educated on what to look for. That is the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead and guide us. I'm sorry, y'all. My allergies have been acting a complete nut. Speed, moving too quickly out of desperation loneliness, sexual desire, chemistry, or the biological clock ticking syndrome can have spiritual and emotional consequences that lead to brokenness. Now, women, if y'all be truthful, how many of y'all have put a time clock on when you want to have kids by, when you want to get married by, and I'm going to just be transparent. That was me all day, every day. I said that if I wasn't married by the time I was 30, I was not getting married. I said, you know, and truthfully speaking, I got married at 28, but I was divorced by the time I was 30. Why? Because I bad decision on my part, desperation, not listening, being disobedient, thinking that I'm hearing the Lord on this man, you know, only to find out that he really wasn't who I thought he was. And he was not the man that God intended for me to marry. And um, there was plenty of warning signs. I'm going to go y'all one better. We were planning the wedding. And a week before the wedding, I started to have chickens. Went to the emergency room, y'all. This, this is all true. I promise you. Went to the emergency room. pains. You know, they hook you up to the little machine and all that other stuff. And the doctor comes in and says, Ms. Griggs, you're not having a heart attack. But what is stressing you out that you felt like you needed to come to the emergency room? And of course, you know, at the time, my fiance was sitting right there and I just kind of looked over at him. And I told the doctor, I said, I'm in the process of planning a wedding and I'm getting married in a week. He said, okay. He said, well, you're not having chest pain. So they sent me on home. Didn't send me with nothing. 
And in the car ride on the way to the house, I told him, I said, you know what? I'm going to call this wedding off. He begged me all the way home not to do it. He's like, why would you call it off? You know, we got people coming in. Everything is already paid for. I didn't care about it being paid for. And I should have listened to what my heart was saying then. And I could have saved myself two years of heartache if I had just listened then. I probably could have saved myself a plenty of heartache if I had not even allowed it to get that far to me being at a point where I had planned a wedding, paid. Because when we got married, we didn't owe anybody any money. So we went into the marriage not owing anyone anything. Now, we didn't have anything and we didn't have much after the wedding, but we didn't owe anybody anything. But out of my desperation, out of putting a time clock on my situation, that's how I got caught up, caught up real quick. Don't be, don't make decisions out of desperation. Don't make decisions by getting ahead of God because sometimes it costs you a lot more than what it's really worth. And you have to just weigh it out. You have to weigh out. Is it worth that to you? Okay. Um, counterfeits can and pick up on that scent. So you have a smell. And I often wonder a lot of times, because I find myself asking the Lord, what is it about me that seems to attract the same kind of people? I have no clue, but maybe it's a scent that I have from, you know, my past, even though I shouldn't be bound or held by my past. Nobody should. When you repent and ask forgiveness and God begins, has healed you of that, or he begins that process of healing you out of that broken place, you shouldn't still have a stench or a smell on you from that. Well, at least you would think you would, right? But that's not always the case because it seems like I seem to be a magnet for the same type of people. And I have yet to uncover why that is, right? Um, counterfeits highlight four specific areas of our lives, our choices, our growth, our crippling areas, and our level of faith. We tend to settle for less when we don't trust or believe in God. So now it is so easy. Um, I've been very transparent about how I desire to be in a relationship. I desire to get married again. However, I, I'm going to be transparent. I don't get out a whole lot. So I don't meet a lot of different people. I, I have said plenty of times that I'm really not a serial dater, um, but <laughs> And that's because I don't want to just keep giving, you know, spreading out my energy. You know, there are some people who can date multiple people. And I guess at this point you should so that you kind of can kind of get a feel for what's out there today. The rules of dating have changed tremendously. So, you know, but... I do know that if I want to meet someone, I'm going to have to get out and engage a little bit more than what I'm accustomed to doing. However, it never fails. You know, um, just when you think that, you know, you done met somebody and they're good people, you seem like you're vibing, and then all of a sudden, something happens and that's truly when you start to see just who people are when something happens and sometimes it's at the very beginning and sometimes it's way on down the line when you have caught feelings for one another right honestly the conversations which are usually the hardest conversations you should have those at the beginning that's my opinion because that lets you have the ability to discern where people need to be placed at. If this is somebody that's just going to be a good friend, you put them in a friend zone, right? 
this is not somebody that is going to be long term because you got to know what your non-negotiables are. You have to set some boundaries. You know, what are some things that you will and won't tolerate? Nobody is going to come perfect without flaws, without issues. Heck, you don't. We all have flaws. We all have issues. But the truth and the kicker is, is what will you tolerate? What would be something that would be like a deal breaker for you? I know for me, you know, I don't want nobody that don't have a relationship with the Lord. No, not that you go to church because it's a difference. The devil goes to church too. <laughs> and the devil knows the word better than most as well. Now he puts his own spin on it, but that don't mean he don't know it. And so you have to have a relationship with the Lord. Why? Because if you have a relationship with God, then that means that you're getting in his presence. You're, you're seeking him out for his desires for you. And does your desires and his desires match so that, you know, you can come together with the person that would be real for you. And so, and I'm a firm believer who you, if, if you are, a real genuine person, then be that and be that with no apology. Don't apologize for being a genuine person because I know how to deal with you. But if you are not really real, be that too, because I still wouldn't know how to do. I don't like being blindsided by anyone and I'm not going to blindside you. If I fool with you, I fool with you. If I don't, I don't, but we can keep it cordial. Just don't cross these lines. Don't cross into my boundaries if I haven't invited you into my boundaries, okay? And that's where you have to draw the line at. And that could be with people you work around. That could be with, you know, friends. Don't necessarily have to be boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships, but friends as well. That's a term that I feel today in our time, people use that word so loosely. Everybody is not your friend. Everybody is not cheering for you. Everybody is not happy for you, especially if you're doing better than they are, especially if they, you have something that they want. And in our culture, we do not support each other. And it's awfully sad that we would rather kill each other whether or take from each other than to help build and encourage each other up it's sad but it's the truth and so without the guidance of the holy spirit how are you going to be able to discern what's real and what's not real again i still think it would be a good idea if we had a pen that we could just swipe across things and people and if it wasn't real, it would turn a different, it would turn a certain color. And if it was real, it would turn a, a certain color. I think that would be the coolest thing. I might not get that in the making here because how else? The relationship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit will guide and lead you. And you have to be open to being led by the spirit. That's the only way you're going to be able to tell the real from the fake. Some things just slip through the crack. Some people and think just will have you fooled. And it gets through the crack. But again, when you've been given the information, what type of choices do you make? Because see, that has the potential of hindering your growth. And... It causes you to question your level of faith. I have been in with people, friends, people I thought were my friends, and they weren't. They turned out that they weren't. Uh, relationships that I've been in that I thought was going to be somebody that's going to be long term, and it wasn't. That have caused me to be emotionally bruised and scarred 
to a place where it caused me to question my faith. Question, is this really all this? Is it really worth it? Staying on this, trying to stay on this, this path to do the right thing and, and treat people good and try to live right. And is it really worth it? That, that's what those kind of situations will do to you. That's what those kind of people will do to you when she was dealing with somebody that was real, but they were the counterfeit. And like I said, a lot of times we like to blame the things on the devil, but sometimes it ain't the devil. It, it could be God testing you in your faith just to see what will you do. And usually we fail the test. And if you have a relationship with him, he knows your thoughts far off. He knows the intent of your heart. He knows <laughs> what you will do and what you will not do. So you have to be real. And if you can't be real with God, you really can't be real with me or anyone else for that matter. Right. So you being fake. I, I know. But anyway. Our reactions to things, people, perception is usually the direct opposite. If you said, and it made a lot of sense because he was absolutely correct. Anything that's real, it just flows. It's not forced. You don't have to try to make it into something that it isn't. Understanding between the two people or, you know, whatever the situation is, there's a level of understanding that it just does what it's supposed to do. And when you are operating under the spirit of the Lord, it's going to do what it's supposed to do anyway. And we get tripped up because a lot of times it does not look like it does not feel like the way we think it should. And so we don't think that we, th we begin to think and feel that God ain't did nothing or he's ignoring us. That's not the case. The case is, is if he says no, there's a blessing in that no. You have to understand what the blessing is. And if there is a no or a delay, that does not mean that it's a denial greater and better for us and sometimes it does not come the way we expect it to it does not look the way we expect it to you know I don't know about you but do you know folks that certain people I do I know people like that heck there was a time in my life where I was like that if if it wasn't a certain person that was doing what I needed them to do I ain't want it that's selfish and it's childish and very immature. So when you are in alignment with God's will, because your will and his will are in alignment, that maturity where you have grown, it shows where you've matured at. And of course, you know, there's a lot of areas that we still need to grow and mature in. So, you know, again, now, because I'm, I'm finding that there are greater blessings in the smaller things. So a win is a win. And a lot of times we won't celebrate the small things because we're too busy focused on the big things. And like I said, I have never been one to do all that name brand stuff. So I don't know what a Birkin bag is. I know it costs a lot of money. I mean, there's certain things that I do. I don't walk around here with Michael Cord shoes on. And even if I could afford it, that wouldn't be something that I would spend my money on. No. Why? Because I have children and grandchildren. And it's about teaching them things to leave a legacy for them. So do, do you want your legacy to be stuff that appeared to look real, but it really is? Do you want to leave your 
kids, your kids, 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 a fake legacy because you got caught up in what was going on in the world? I know. Um, the reasoning behind the information received, the truth usually comes out first, not really intellectual, more a sense of people. So when I was talking with my nephew, that was one of the things that he said to me. He said that the truth usually comes out first. Not really. He's, he's more like trying to gauge, get a sense for who people are. And what I shared with him was, was that I'm a very observant type person. So if I enter into a space or a room, I may not say much. I can blend in any environment that you place me in. I can hang with the best of them. I don't care if they got a lot of money, if they don't have no money. I don't care if they go to church or if they don't go to church. I blend in in any environment that you put me in. And I blend in extremely well in any of those environments. Now, what I won't do is I don't have to even really open my mouth up. And that's the other thing that I shared with him. I said, you know, I could sit back in a room and I said, and if you sit long enough, people will tell you exactly who they are. When they open their mouth or by their actions, they'll show you exactly who they are. And a lot of times you don't have to say anything. And so I feel like sometimes like, you know, we, I think about kids, right? Kids are really good judge of character. And I find that it would be good if we as adults had better judge of character. Because see, if, if a kid can sense instantly if a, something about you, your or your vibe is off, ain't right, they ain't going to fool with you. And we kind of laugh it off. But the reality is, is they're a lot more smarter than most of us adults are when it comes down to gauging who a person is or what a thing is, right? And a lot of times we try, we try to discredit that. Another example, I'm just sharing all my business tonight. So now, years ago, my daughter, at the time, she I can't even remember how old she was. There was this guy that I liked. And I mean, y'all, I really liked him. Really liked him. Anyway, he would come to visit me and for whatever reason, if she was around, she just, she would cut up. We could be sitting on the couch or whatever. One day she just, and he tried to put his arm around me and she moved his arm like, mm-mm. And after she did that a couple times, I had to just tell him, look, I don't know what it is, but my daughter just don't like you. And I don't know why. And I had to cut that thing off right then and there. Yeah, I liked him, but my kid didn't. And that's not the first time. Even my grown son and the last situation that I was in that took me five years to get over, my son had told me when he, after he met the person, but something ain't right about that one. He said, and I ain't trying to tell you that because I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you to be in a relationship and I don't want you to be happy. He said, but some, I don't know what it is about him. Something ain't right. And I promise y'all, if he didn't call it, he, I should have listened. And then you get caught up in that shoulda, woulda, coulda syndrome. because, And you start to feel some kind of way because you didn't adhere to the the signs and the warnings that was right there in front of you. And a lot of times when something is not really real, there are signs, warnings. They don't have to come with no labels. Their actions, their, you know, their converse, their words, their behaviors, 
all will give you a sign that they are not who they say they are. I'm going to move on from there. So I found that the real, the fake is lies. So now here are some detectors of counterfeits. Slow down. It slows down your time, wisdom, and discernment. It kills your time, kills your wisdom. If you're not listening to the Holy Spirit, your discernment is off, which means that you're moving too fast. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to really take it, take baby steps, get to know, learn. A lot of times, some of y'all ain't even sat with yourself long enough. How do you expect somebody else to sit with you? Do you really know? <laughs> you know, um, during COVID, that was one of the things that I shared. And I've shared this several times. It made me face me. It made me look at a lot of things about myself. And there was a lot of questions that I had during that time. And they weren't good. And I had found myself questioning myself. Am I really who I say I am? Do I really know what I think I know? Did I do? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? And then there were some areas that was really messed up for me. And God had to deal with me. He called me to the carpet on that stuff. So some of us need to just get with ourselves and sit with ourselves for a minute and let God minister and heal those places that are broken within you. Let me move on. Your waiting period is valuable. Anything of value must be protected and not freely given away. Now, when you know who you are and whose you are, you're just not going to operate all willy-nilly on your own tangent. Why? Because you know that what you possess, what you bring to the table, what you have to contribute is valuable. And you can't just, that's, that's the other reason why I'm not a serial dater. Because there are certain things in my life that makes me valuable. And a lot of times when it's not real, fakeness will cause you to question you, will cause you to question, am I enough? Will I be good enough? Did I do this correctly? You have all these doubts. You have fears that's, that's operating because you don't think that you're adequate. You don't think that you're equipped or capable. That's what fake will do. When it's not real, fake will cause you to question your value. And it's sad, especially for us women, that we will allow men to say things, do things that makes us feel like we're not enough or we'll never be good enough. And that's not true. You were already affirmed and validated the day that Jesus went to the cross for you. So any validation or affirmation that you need, there it is right there. Because John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us that much. And his son understood the assignment, the terms that everybody is using today. Jesus understood his assignment. And if he hadn't been willing, where would we be? Let me move on. God stretches you in your weight. Discomfort comes with growth. Get uncomfortable. That was one of the things that I kept hearing on Saturday. Being uncomfortable. And it, that's where your greatest blessing, your greatest rewards 
lie is in uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, right? A lot of us don't want to be uncomfortable. Some of us get too comfortable. That's the reason why so many different, you find yourself hemmed up in so many different situations and doing so many different things. Why? Because you're comfortable. And I say this with everything in me. The job that I have, I don't get comfortable there. Why? Because I'm always wanting to be challenged to grow more, you know, um, and at this point in time in my life, it really is a going, it's going to not only just be about growing, but it's also financial as well. Because now I'm getting a little too old to just be settling and having to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, when it's fake, that's what fake will do. It will cause you to settle. It will cause you to sit on your gifts and your talents. The very thing that God gave you to use for the purposes and the plans that he has for your life. We sit on them because we're too comfortable. So let God make you a little uncomfortable because in that is where your greatest blessing, your greatest rewards are going to come from, being uncomfortable. It's okay. Now, what you do in that uncomfortable place is up to you. And you are the determining factor in how long you stay in that space. That's the thing that I love to share with my nephew the other day. God gives us the ability to choose. So we get to choose because he's not going to force override our will. That's one of the things that I love about him. And we were talking about Adam and Eve in in the Bible in the beginning. He gave them a choice. He gave them everything. And when it came down to taking accountability, they pointed fingers. And so, again, we have the ability to choose. Now, how you wait has a direct correlation to the level of your faith. Faith allows you to stand on his promises, even when it looks discouraging. So what are you doing in the wait? Because see, now, after you done dealt with the fake stuff, the fake people. Um, You've just lived a life of just being fake, a perception, this persona that you wanted people to see that, you know, you got it all together, but you really don't when they're not looking. And honestly, that's when it should matter the most is when nobody's looking. God is always watching and God is always looking. Your faith comes in the question but if you have a relationship with him you will stand on his promises and you will stand on his word why because we know that he is his word we know that he is truth he is not the author of confusion he don't try to tempt you he don't try to keep good things he's not withholding anything good from you every good and perfect gift comes from him and so We get tripped up because we in a hurry. You you waited. Some of us been waiting for years for a husband. Still waiting. But women tend to put time limits on everything. I don't know why we do that. I have no clue about why we put a time limit on everything, but we do. And out of desperation, we make bad decisions, bad choices. They don't always work in our favor, but there's a lesson in that. 
And it's a blessing. And I'm going to tell you about the blessings in a minute. So now, are you in the shadow of the real thing? God often allows the manifestation of our selfish, flesh-filled desires to teach us. So there's a blessing in that, whether we see it or not. And when God is teaching us, it don't feel good. It don't look good. Some of us, you know, when you're going through things, you don't really have to look like what you're going through. But then you have those that need that attention. They're the victim in the equation all the time. It's always somebody else's fault. But when you're in relationship with the Lord and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and give you direction and instruction, your ability to discern real and what's fake is a lot more easier to detect. But it don't come without sacrifice. Sacrifice. And a lot of us won't sacrifice the desires that we have right now to wait for greater and better. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're trying to do what everybody is doing on Instagram. And social media is the biggest, if you really want the biggest platforms across the board where real and fake exists, social media. There's so many fake people. And social media allows them to do just that. Give a persona or display a persona that's not true. Why? And then you have so many people trying to be like that because they think that what they're seeing is the truth. And most of the time it's not. And so you have to have a relationship to decipher that stuff. Matter of fact, you can't even really take social media too serious at all. Because so many people are hurting and they're hiding behind the hurt. You know, that's why you have depression and suicide that is like at the pressure to keep up an appearance just to fit in or just to look like i'm sorry i don't want it that bad if it's costing me my peace and coming into the new year that was the things that i opted to take control of and that is my space my peace and i get to determine who is allowed in it and who isn't what I will allow, what I will tolerate, what I will commit to, that's all on me. Because see, if it doesn't work out the way that I hope it does or expect it to, then I can't blame nobody but myself because I made a choice in that. And sometimes we have to hold ourselves accountable to ourselves for the decisions that we make, for the people that we allow in our lives, for the things that we do to keep up an appearance, just to fit in in a place that you weren't called to fit in anyway. God said that we are a peculiar people, a part of a royal priest. We are not called to fit in with the world. And then you wonder why it's so hard trying to win people over. A lot of folks look at us like, okay, well, you you serve Jesus, but just the other day, I saw you over there doing. I saw you doing this. Wait, I saw so an example and a testimony of who you truly are, whether you real or fake, is going to be displayed in your mannerisms, in your conversations, all that.
it comes out. So I stay the same across the board. I don't care who's in the room. I'm not going to be fake or phony. That's not even, mm -mm, I don't get down like that. And if you are, then be true to who you are because I'll respect you that much more when you're being true to who you are. And I'm pretty much a good judge of character. Sometimes I've been, I've been fooled, but for the most part, I call it like I see it. Period. And I deal with you according to what I've seen. So now I keep it cordial and I keep it respectful because that doesn't cost me anything. But if I fool with you, I fool with you. If I don't, I don't. And I don't, and I'm clear on it. Don't try to hide it either. So you, I'm not going to act like we BFFs and I don't like you or I don't like the vibe you give off. Mm -hmm. No, keep that over there. That's just me. Okay, so now let me get to the blessings in the counterfeits. Be honest about your motives and agenda. Tell the truth. So even if you got yourself in a messed up situation, you spent more than what you had. You're trying to live beyond your means. Trying to impress folk. You got to check your motive and your agenda. You really being truthful or are you being fake? Not real. Know that every good and perfect gift comes from God. When God blesses us, the gift will never turn on us. So if it comes from the Lord, he's going to sustain you in that. And whatever he has called you to, there's a provision for you in it. So if he has you waiting, he's providing. And you will miss the provision because it doesn't look the way you think it should. It doesn't feel the way you think it should feel. So you don't think God is doing anything. And if we're going to be honest and truthful, myself included, can tell you many a times and many a days I felt like God forgotten about me. Like I had been overlooked. And some days it had been hard to be genuinely happy for other folks that I knew. And I'm just being honest. Some people, there's some people genuinely I want to be happy for them. But it's difficult to. And it's not because I'm trying to be jealous or I'm envious or I'm trying to compete. It's just that you will have those folks. Those will be the ones that will be trying to tell you, girl, you just need to wait on the Lord. You need to just, you know, pray about it. What was you doing? Was you doing those things? Because, you know, I only allow you in to so much. But you don't really know the path and the shoes that I've had to wear. Just like I don't know the path and the shoes that you have had to wear. So we have to stop doing that. God's gifts add no sorrow. So when God blesses you, it does not harm. It does not damage your life or relationships. So when it's the Lord, it's not going to harm you. It's not going to cause you no damage. That's what the enemy does. So when you don't know real from fake, fake will cause harm, will cause headache, heartache, brokenness. And then God comes in and heal and has to heal that place where you've been broken and wounded at. God's love is greater than our earthly fathers. God loves us more than anyone ever could. So when you know that God loves you, you know that it's going to be real. He's going to give you real. He's not going to send you a counterfeit or imitation because he wants the very best for you. And he's going to give you his very best because the love that he has for you. Number five, 
God gifts us with unanswered prayer. Brigitte, be grateful. So if you don't receive it, you don't keep it, you don't have it, it wasn't good for you. Be grateful for the no. Most of the time, we don't want the no. We want the yeses. We know that the promises of God are yes and amen. We don't like no. We don't like waiting because we think that that means it's not going to happen. We're not going to get it. Y'all, I'm so serious about this. I, I dearly have a, the desire to be in a relationship, a committed relationship, going, leading, marriage. I want to be married, you know. Um, and there are certain things that tries to creep in all the time in my thoughts, you know, um, learning more and more now not to make, you know, sudden decisions about things and people because it usually ends up costing me something. And so that's when I had to come to the conclusion that what I have is that valuable and I cannot just keep giving it away, giving me away to people who are not worthy, to things that don't mean anything to me. And you have to get to that place. So that means establishing some healthy boundaries for yourself, holding yourself accountable. Get in relationship with God. Get in his word because there's an answer to whatever it is that you're going through right there in the word. The problem is, is we won't get in it. We won't seek him out. We won't have we won't pray. We won't nothing. We don't worship nothing. But we are looking for him to provide, fix, give, do. Mm -mm. We have a part. And we need to play our part. Well, you know, that's all I have for today's episode of I Am Broken. I want to say thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen. Before I close out, let me just do a quick word of prayer. Gracious Father, I just want to say thank you for this time. Thank you for this platform, Father God. Thank you for those that joined, Father God. I pray, Father God, blessings on their lives, whatever they stand in need of. I touch and agree with them right now. Father God, anyone else who hears this word, Father God, let them receive and not only be receivers, but doers of this word, Father God. And Lord, if there's anything in us that's not like you, we repent of that thing. We ask for forgiveness, Father God. We will forgive those who have wounded us as well, Father God, because we know that forgiveness is not for them, but it is for us. And we ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So now if you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with family and friends. Leave a rating or review on your preferred platform. We are on Podbean, of course, where you're listening right now. Amazon Music, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple um, Podcasts. We're on Apple as well. So if you like what you heard, go on there, leave a review, um, send me a, leave a comment. Let me know, you know, that you were listening, um, what you got out of it. If it blessed you, if you shared it, let me know. If you, you want, you can reach me on Instagram at broken underscore zero one 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 two one that's on instagram um i have twitter also um again share it if you heard something that blessed you let me know um i would love to hear from you so now this is the end of this month you know we call it black history month now we're getting ready to go into women's history month starting tomorrow, actually. And I'm excited because I have some guests lined up for this month and I'm going to be doing um, lives on here, but I also will be live on Instagram 
um, some of those times as well. And I'm just excited, um, excited, 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 excited. So I will be live on Thursday um, to kick it off and just going to be talking about Women's History Month, how it came to be. Um, and I hope that, you know, you would join me again. The time has changed from six to seven um, because of my hours at work. Um, so make sure you tune in and join me. Also, be sure to check out the second edition of my book, Broken, To Be or Not To Be. That is the question. It is on Amazon and you can get a copy via Kindle or hard copy version. Um, get it. Check it out. It's a small book, packs a powerful read. It is the thing that got birthed through me. Um, and I just pray that it helps encourage someone else. Um, if you know somebody that needs some words of encouragement, get the book get it, you know, um, until next time, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. That's Proverbs three, five, and six, my favorite scripture. So I'm your host, Robin, take care and be blessed.